This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to episode 11 of the One Was Had a Dream podcast. Uh, my name is Lee Finch, as ever, uh, and tonight I'm going to be joined by Danny Baker and James Bruce. Uh, we're going to be discussing the defeats to Wigan and Palace under 23s in the Pizza Trophy. Uh, we're going to then discuss an honest question of do we think the club are capable of organising the club professionally? And are you confident of those in charge? And then we're going to talk about the Ryman Premier League final that game at Staines. So, hello, boys. How are we? Good, thank you, mate. How are you? Very well. Very well, thank you. Good evening, yeah. gentlemen. <laughs> evening. Danny's had an haircut. It looks it looks horrendous. Well, but Okay, quick story. Went to get my haircut. Go to the normal place. It's a nice place. I think they're Kurdish. They do all the beard thing. And I went to the bloke and said, oh, where's the normal guy who does the hair? And he basically sort of shrugged his shoulders and started basically giving me a buzz cut. So I was like, no, 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 just short on the side and a bit spiky. And then another guy came in and said, oh, the old guy, he's been arrested for five years. So uh, this is the new guy. And I was like, right. So hence why I'm a little bit shorter on top, but still very smart. That's a bit, I take the piss out of people there and I've got none myself. It's quite funny. On Saturday, I was giving a couple of the uh, Wigan players stick for their hairdos and then I always wear caps so they can't see that I've got none. So. Oh. Yes, so we, clever from you. Very clever, very clever. Well, as we said there, let's, let's talk about Wigan. I, I'll start with Wigan, if you don't mind, boys, because I thought the result was pretty bad. But I had a really good day. I went on the stadium tour. So I did the oh, stadium right. tour. Good? Really good, really good. Our, our tour guy was called Pat. Uh, and we all know the history. We know all the history through the years, don't we? We're women fans. But I took my boy as well. He's 12. 
Uh, he don't obviously know it all. He don't know the AFC women history either, the City Seal days, the Roman One days, the Premier like winning the uh, stains and stuff that we're going to talk about later. And it was it was brilliant. It was really really good. You get to go on the like, near the pitch. You get to go in the uh, the dugouts. weren't meant to go in the dressing rooms, but Robin Beckford was there and me and him old friends. So he said go on, go on in. So you know, in it. So you know, but he wasn't allowed to take pictures. Wanted to take pictures because obviously uh, Bartley was on the bench then, so I didn't think they wanted anything going out. So it was fine. How long did it take, Lee? It was an hour's tour. And wow. It was it was just brilliant. It was all about the history of women. We the museum went to the museum, which is brilliant. Some you see some of the, the science stuff and Vinnie's medals sitting pride of place. And there was a couple of YouTubers. One of them was a Serbian YouTuber that was doing videos as well. My boy oh, knew what, really. YouTuber, a Serbian. A Serbian, there's one called the poet or something, and then this Serbian YouTuber, and I didn't have a clue who they were. No, no, uh, I don't know any Serbian YouTuber. Well, they 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 said oh, Lee Lee, and I said, Yeah, do you like and they went, You're the Wombles had a dream. I was like, hey, yeah, yeah, you know I mean, boys, but they didn't really do that. But uh, my boy my boy knew who they were, I didn't have a clue. But yeah, the tour, I recommend it to anyway. It's ten pounds. How much adults. is it? Ten pounds, is it? Ten pounds adults, three pounds for children. It's an hour, and it, it is amazing. It really is a good, but yeah, that was Oh, and my boy, after the game, we stood around for a little while as we come out and all the players were coming in. And it's quite weird with our... You, you know when you watch professional football? I know I'm rattling on now and I'll let you two right, speak. Now we already got out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you expect the players just to come off the coach or something, don't you? Or something to happen. Like they, but they just wander in off the streets. They don't park up anywhere. They just walk down the road past the, like, the pet shop. In they come, in their shorts and stuff, like their casual shorts. And they just walked in. My boy's like, oh, look, there's Luke McCormick. I was like, oh, Luke, have a photo of my boy and all that. And he, he got photos with pretty much all of them. That's the so problem, that, though. Middle's nice. only got two hours, isn't it? So that's the problem. Well, that's some of them deliberately want to be subbed off, you know what I mean? So they can get back to their car. But James, yeah, that, is, the, um, is the tour on your Christmas list, James? Uh, I'd love to. I'm going to wait till my kids are a little bit older and then bring them down. They've got to do the whole stadium stuff. At the moment, the train journey's too long and they're too little, but it oh, will be, yeah. certainly. Yeah, it is decent. I, I recommend it to everyone who's a woman fan who is not a woman fan. Go and do it. It is it is really good, uh, and we loved it. But yeah, the game I didn't enjoy that as much. So you two can talk about that. Go on, Jay. You've gone far us off. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were just better, weren't they? We all thought it before. We looked at our team. We looked at their team. We just thought, oh dear. We put up a good fight in the first half. Although that's forgetting that we had two off the line. You know, with you know, a bit of last ditch defending. And then when they wanted to, they just came and they just steamrolled us. The first goal was a bit, you know, nothing when it of Paul Callenby. Um, but yeah, you just got the impression they were like a couple of teams that we played the season who could have just swept us aside when they wanted to. We put up a good fight, but the problem was we didn't have anything off the bench. When the most excited player you've got on the bench is a right back, we didn't feel like you know. We talk about these finishers, you know, we, we, oh. we didn't think there was much to finish with there. I would start me on Speaking pizza. of finishers. We don't have any finishes, let's be honest. I mean, James, you're so right. I, I, I kind of, I did say last week it was a free hit and I felt that the whole thing, I know you hate a free hit, Lee. I know it annoys you, but the most of the public, the public will back me here. The guys try their best. Nobody, I thought, I know, like, like James said, in terms of quality, we weren't there, but I don't think there were many people and there hasn't been all year, actually, that I thought... No. Mate, you've not put the effort in. They put the effort in. They ran around. Presley ran his heart out. Didn't have much quality. Got the odd knockdown, but in general, just didn't ever penetrate. And I was, to be honest, at 2-0, two, two we kept fighting. Considering the biggest loss, I thought, from Saturday wasn't the game. It was obviously PK. 
So mm. Galapai struggling. I thought the game, losing the game didn't particularly bother me, but losing another player for a very, very long matter, was it three months, is a, is a massive issue. Three, three things annoyed me about the game. Uh, for, well, not about the game, but the first one is why the club are now using finishers instead of substitutes. I know it's Robbo's process and Robbo's, he loves it, but that's that's in-house. Good. The management can use it. I, why are we now ramming that down people's throats? It's substitutes. I'm an old school football fan. Most people are, it's substitutes. The second thing that annoyed me is James McLean should have been sent off and then he bangs in a goal. One, he, he should have had about four yellows. The, the foul on Luke McCormick is a horrendous foul and it wasn't even given as a free kick. Uh, the other guy elbows, I think it's the left back elbow someone, but because we're so honest, we didn't go down. I think it was Rudy elbowed. That should have been a red card as well. And I get the point that they were much better than us. They're much better than us on Saturday, but it just shows the strength and depth that we got at the moment is literally so poor, so weak, as, as James has said about our subs, is that we we are so, we have got no strength. If we had better strength and depth, we might have gone and got a point or we might have won that game. With having no Oli Palmer, with having no one like a Marsh or someone who can come on and change games, well, that's where we're going to struggle against the best teams. Uh, and this is why November is going to be a, a month that defines our season, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, having someone to bring on. So, so many times this season, the subs have worked because we've changed the striker, brought something new on. The first game, brought on Presley and Mabude, really gave Bolton something to think about. As I said, when you've got no striking option to bring on, Maybe it needs to, if he's going to be serious about this whole finishes thing, you need to leave someone like Rudy or um, Asal or McCormick. When McCormick came on against Sheffield Wednesday, turned things around. Um, but going back to Danny, you saying about, you know, we, we've not looked like we've not tried. That is a big difference under Robbo than in previous years, where we used to have players where you'd look at them and think, you do not care. You are really not trying. And no matter how badly we do now, I think the players get a lot more... Uh, leeway from the fans just because they are definitely trying. They are definitely trying. Yeah, a hundred percent. Definitely, our players are definitely getting leeway. There's players that uh, I'm not big fans of at the moment. As I said, as people, I think they're brilliant. Uh, I won't name no names. I've already put Facebook posts up, and I've been getting enough stick for that. But uh, they are definitely getting leeway. They are liked because they are good people, and they are giving a hundred percent compared to some of our previous players. But yeah, I think the the one that I've got now is January come up. We all talked that we need a striker. But now we need a centre-back as well. Uh, what position are you strengthening, the striker or the centre-back? Striker, definitely. Right, Who think, are we playing at centre-back then? Well, Darius. I think we'll play Darius or Jocker or we can rotate Lawrence. We've got one forward. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to be rude. I know, forward, I know we said we wouldn't jump in, but I know we're going to talk about Palace in a minute ago. But Darius is nowhere near the level. Darius has been brought in to be a mentor, to be someone around mm. the dressing room. Yeah. He's not been brought in to play. So I'm not going to give this Darius because I think he's brilliant, but he's nowhere near the level that we need in League One at the moment. Daniel Schocker is nowhere near it. So what are we going to do? Play one at the back with Paul Hennigan? The question is, though, Ben Hennigan. Paul the Hennigan. question on this, and this is the real, the, this is the crux of it. If Hennigan gets injured, we still have got two centre-backs at the club. If Who? Oli Palmer gets injured, we've got, not Oli Palmer, if President um, we haven't got a forward <laughs> in the entire professional football team. There's not one single forward who can play. I wanted to, before you you go over, Lee, just one other thing. I was with, with a mate of mine, Bully, how are you? He brought up a really interesting thing. I'm a big, big um, critic of, of Nesta. And I think in Nesta, there is a good football player somewhere in it. He, though, my mate, was basically slagging off a sow. And I, and I, at the time, I was like, shut up. 
But the more I'm thinking about it, when you see our, our right winger, which is basically Rodoni, Rodoni does do a lot of tracking back, right? Nine times out of ten, Asal drifts to a side. If he is on the left, he never tracks back, right? Or he might track back, but not nearly as far. And the goals are all from that left-hand side, and it has been an issue. So my question is, am I talking absolute nonsense and Nesta against Walker is clearly not as good as we should be, slash isn't probably it's our worst position, which I still think is the case, or does our current lineup hinder our left-hand side? No, because no, the sale's brilliant, and even on Saturday when... <laughs> He was the one that was showing. He was the one that was going to do stuff. He was the one that was running them down. He was the one that was causing issues. Uh, I kind of get your point regarding defensively, but you watch the first goal. Nesta goes to take a touch, and it's about 10 yards in front of him that they then get the ball and go and score. Yeah. So yeah. that is just basic defending that Nesta makes a mistake, which, again, we've said before, I'm not going to crucify players for making honest mistakes because it happens, and that's why they're League One footballers. The fact that people were tipping Nesta to go on to play in the Championship and possibly Premiership. I've got that. I've never I, got it. I think he's way off that, uh, and hopefully he'll improve and maybe go there one day. But yeah, he's about a year or two, same as Rodoni. The point, sorry, James, one step before we move on to yourself. The one point I want to make that will play to Robbo is having Bartley on the bench meant that he could then start the game against Palace, which I thought was very shrewd. But then I was looking and thinking, well, who else are we going to have on the bench? Is it time they start calling us up? Do you know what I mean? I still think I could do a job up front. <laughs> but you say we haven't got strikers, Danny. We've got two strikers on loan who are banging goals in, in the conference. But we but, will but we not record them. them now, though, have we? But and we won't record them. Anyway, go, go on, on I'm listening to Nesta. If you play computer games, if you, you sign him a computer game, he's a, he's a left wing back who can't play left back. And that's exactly what he is. He's, he's good up and down. He's got good energy. He's got a nice cross on him. And he's all right. If there's three centre-backs, I think he's... Mm. But as an out-and-out left-back, he, he, he goes, you know, he leaves too big a gap. And as you say, if there's no left-winger left covering him, there is big gaps there. And he does make mistakes. Yes, Danny? I, no, no, I totally agree with you, James, on that. I think that Nesta's brought in as a left-wing-back and I don't think he suits a left-back. It's annoying because I do think he really does try. And it's not... You, you don't... And again, this is like like Jay said. This is why this the squad I think gets a lot of lean a lot of lenience from fans. Is that you can genuinely see that these pack of guys are running around and putting their heart and soul into it. And like I said, even though Nestor at the moment is for this episode in particular, he's kind of a focal point. You can't say he's not tried. You can't say he's not putting the effort in. He gets up. He gets down. He's putting the effort all over the place. He's just a little bit light on quality, and he's not alone. To be honest with you, and that's the that's the concern. But he's not, he, again, he's a, he's a left back, but he's not a great defender. But going forward, that goal against Ipswich when he first started for us was brilliant. Yeah. He scored against yeah. Sheffield Wednesday, which was a great finish yeah. again. He knows how to finish when he's in the right position. But yeah, I, I, I still think that a 3-5-2 would possibly be our best formation. But Robbo's so scared of what happened with Wally Downs and Glenn, yeah. Rod uh, Glenn Rogers. Glenn Hodges, that he will not. Oh, my, my name, I can't get any. Did you say Ian Rogers? Glenn, I said Glenn Rogers for some reason, mate. I've got 100 names going through the head. That's why. The thing is, also, we don't have three centre backs. Well, now we don't know. Now we don't. But I think if we had Will, Ben, and Paul Kay as the three centre backs, and you had Henry Lawrence right wing back and Nesta left wing back, you could then go from there. And you, But then you have to take a Woodyard or Hartigan out, and it's tricky. But no, I think you then play Woodyard or Hartigan. You only have two of Rodonia, Sal, and McCormick, and you have that's one it. to bring one. That's, that's the argument. Like yeah. five, four, one, five, two, two, one. Well, yeah. the one thing I've got to say about Presley, I've, again, I, I've, I, I like Presley again now, 
and, and I had well, to kind of decided to like him now. Well, I, I had to be nice to go back on what you said. My, my boy wanted a photo with him on Saturday, and I said, oh, "Hello, Aaron, you right, mate? Big, well done this season, doing well. Can you take a photo of my boy?" And I, I didn't want him to recognise me and go, "Look, you baldy fuck!" Like, no, I've heard what you said about me. And I, I doubt he ever listens. Did you change to your me. accent and speak? Yeah, really gosh, just I speak. Go, hey, hello there, hello there. It's like talking Irish, and then uh, yeah, I didn't want to, but. He, he, I thought he was good on Saturday, but the one thing that did make me laugh is his, who, who remembers his header? It came yeah. across the box and he went ahead of it and it went back out to the corner flag <laughs> and he made a flick it on. I was, that's when I knew, I was like, this yeah. is it, this is over. And we left, yeah. I think. Just a shame, because like you said, personnel-wise, we're, we're, yeah, we, we kind of knew at the beginning of the year that we wanted to kind of, we, we were gambling in terms of the squad numbers and we it's just a weird one that one of the things actually hardly used to talk about was having money on the pitch we spoke about it before yeah. and we haven't where our money is not on the pitch at the minute a lot of our money is off it and that's gonna hurt hardly us. was made sure hardly was made sure he had four strikers yeah but, four strikers. they weren't always great but they definitely had four of them but this is where the leniency is with the fans at the moment is before people like Quezzy, Wordsworth, Pinnock, and all them were getting absolutely loads of stick. Quezzy got loads of stick. Quezzy signed autographs, photos for everyone, if, if you ever wanted one. He was a nice guy off the pitch. People called him a wage thief. People had a right go at the geezer. No, no, no. You used to call him a wage thief. I never, I never, I never really called him a wage I just found his comment when Wally Dans got sacked a little bit off. And I will bring up any player that I think is being off, which I've done. But these players at the moment are getting leads because they are giving 100% and we can see a better performance on the pitch. And that's something Robbo's done. If we sorry, James, last point, and then we'll move on to the Palace game because I was going on forever. Uh, so, sorry, did, too fair to Quezzy, when he did come back for his FA Cup game, he did at least score and we won. He didn't <laughs> do nothing and then go up at half time. Yeah. So, you know, give him his due. And, and to be fair, Scott Wagstaff, he uh, dyed his beard. So, everyone won. <laughs> got dropped. Did you dye your beard, Lee? <laughs> huh? Did you dye your beard? When we, when we uh, win the league, yeah. When we win That's the league. Good. But, yeah. Well, when we go down and we win the league too to come back up. Anyway, let's let's talk about Palace because I was actually quite disappointed watching the Palace game. Uh, and then I realised, I, I listened to Rob Tuvey interview after and I, I started realising how young the players were. Like we had 17, 18 year olds out there. I was really disappointed in our first team players. I didn't think, I thought Chislett was awful. And I'm thinking if he wants to push to get into the first team above McCormick, Rudy and that's how he needs to do things in them games to go, look, I'm here, I want to play. I was disappointed in Mabudi, but then Mabudi's coming back from an injury, so maybe cut him a little bit of slack. Uh, and and I think I said to Danny before we came on air that with our youth team now, where a sales raised the bar, we're all looking at the ones below and going, right, where's the next Asal? Where's the one who's going to go, right, I want to be playing first-team football at 17, 18, 19? And I never saw it. And I know Rob Tuvey's brought it up and said they need to go out and reflect, come back and go, right, what could I do that's better? What can I, how would I get into first team football? Well, the best result was that no one got injured. And that's, that's <laughs> where I'm judging games. Around. Did you get injured? No, great. Well, that's fantastic. I basically sent you a message, Lee, just before the end of the game, because I got to 2-0 and I found the game quite poor. Totally and utterly agree, though, on the first teamers. I was expecting them to really put themselves up there, bearing in mind they're playing who they're playing against. Mabude is absolutely rapid. He is Andy Clark on on God knows what. He is super quick, but he just, again, as I said, he likens to Andy Clark. He does two things great, 
and you're like, just pass it or just roll the ball into the net and he'll slip over, it'll, it'll be, or inevitably be offside. Um, I thought the, I'm very worried about the goalie because um, Zaki was um, eccentric, possibly might be the word. Wasn't your main sort of, <laughs> just, just keep it calm. He just looked like he was a bit crazy. I think Bartley has got, he was quite a big and quite strong. Whether he'll be able to do it on Saturday against some big Cambridge lads or another team, I don't know. But I think he's definitely got something to look at considering that we are well in the hole. But last, my last point is, although you're right, we, when you're looking at the youngsters, we have to just keep remembering that seven to ten, I think it is, of our better youngsters are going out playing regularly and getting some good quality game time. And I wonder whether those six or seven who are on loan coming into play against Palace, whether that might have made a difference. But wasn't a great game, but no one got injured. And to be honest, I'm not bothered. The only thing is, Lee, did you know about this thing that the four guys from that game have got to play on Saturday? Have you seen that today? No. So, you know the game, the, the Public John's game? Go yeah. on Facebook. We'll go on it shortly. There's a rule saying that four guys from that have got to play on Saturday. What four are they then? Otherwise, we get a five grand fine. We'll take the five grand fine then all day week. We'll, we'll day raise week. money for it. We'll raise money for it. <laughs> Going back to your point, because we'll talk about it in a minute, sorry, Jack, before you talk about the post game, I just want to go back to Danny's point. I like Zaki for his eccentricness. It reminds me kind of a, a poor man's hand Sagers. A very poor man. A skinny but, but do you know what I mean? He's all over the gaff. Like the ball come back to him and he went to kick it away and he freaking missed it. He's basically, it, a poor man's hand seekers, but someone who can't catch or basically doing. No, but I, like, I, I actually liked him. I liked, he I liked his own him. Pies? Yeah. <laughs> I liked him, and you never know. He might have been taking a bung. You know what I mean? Like, oh, who knows? Well, not one here cast aspersions. But the other one was there a poor man's Bruce Grobbler in the stand. I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of comments regarding Bartley and I think he's gonna be a player. I really do. I, I like the size of him. He don't look like a footballer, he don't run like a footballer, but he's big, he's strong, he's held up, his hold up play was good. He ain't nowhere near first team football. We can't like he needs a loan, but if we send him on loan, we literally have got one, like there's no strikers at the club. I think he done well at Cray. He does need to go out on loan for a season. And he needs to be playing proper men's conference, South Conference football. Because five, ten minutes of a game when we're winning, you can bring him on. But I wouldn't want to bring him on if we're losing 1-0 away to Cambridge. And he needs to come on and score goals. I just don't think he's there. or And I, I'm guessing the club don't think he's there either. No. But yeah, go on, James. Sorry, mate. You can... No, well, it's, it's the same thing. Danny made a good point of like, our seven players who might have it, who might be the ones who'd come in, are probably out on loan already. And the thing is... Do we risk bringing him back for a game in the Mickey Mouse pizza trophy that we're boycotting and we don't care about? The answer is no. But then it turns out if we have to have four of those people back on the bench, at least, I imagine. But it's just going to be Lawrence, Mude, probably Darius. You know, be people, be, be the, the non-debutants going to be the four. That's, of the, of that's, the, that's the one joke. Do they have to start or do they have to just be in the squad? I need to find um, on the Facebook group, I don't want to name and shame someone or just name someone, but they were saying that there were four guys that have to play in the game after. And if not, it's a five grand fine. Is that start or be in the squad? I, th I don't know, which is what I'm going to try and find out. Um, you had to have six. You had to have six from the squad previous game. So I'm guessing it's going to have to be in the squad. Yeah, it be, Which, not being rude, Henry Lawrence is going to be start probably. Or so. Uh, 
you're gonna have what a rubbish cup what a rubbish cup that you've got to have (laughs) i mean it's no one likes it no one cares until you get to the quarterfinal and all they're doing is putting our club under pressure by saying You've Ooh. got to have this arbitrary number where the FA Cup don't have it, the League Cup don't have it. Well, you're playing stupid under 23 games. It's exactly. So and also, it? it's rubbish. I watched it. How many stewards did they have there? I looked at the away and Palace had about 50 fans and we had about 100 stewards at the front, like marking them. It was like man to man marking from stewards to, <laughs> to thing. And don't get me started on the stewards. I'll go back to Wigan. have got to be there on Saturday as well. You see, that's the thing. They've yeah, they're, they're a bunch of idiots, our stewards. I, that's another podcast to itself. We can to the next bit. How did Wigan fans get a flare in and start loads of trouble? And one of our fans got uh, chucked out for t- asking the security guard why he's wearing his missus trousers. Anyway, <laughs> my voice was going there. But. Uh, yeah, it's a stupid. You, to be fair, if you're going to win it, you need a slice of luck to get through the rounds to win it. And it's one of them, isn't it? Really, I don't want to ham it up, but yeah. You know, don't, don't, you don't, every every time we talk about the Peter Cup, you say ham it up, and it is yeah. and you need to come up. Sorry, slightly sorry, Dan. I'm I all my no, I appreciate it's, your politics. It's getting cheesy. I get it. There's <laughs> not much room for joking about that topic. Come on. Well, <laughs> Well, we've been rattling on now for a good few minutes. So, have we got any final points on the games, or should we just wrap up or anything else? Just get on with the podcast for God's sake. <laughs> right, we'll wrap it up there. So, when we come back, we'll be discussing the club, the good old ticket and fiasco, the spelling errors, uh, and do we think the people in charge should be in charge? The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. Right, we're back and we have an honest question. Do we think the club are capable of organising the club professionally? And are you confident of those in charge? Who wants to uh, kick off that one? Danny, go on then. Okay. Now, I'm not... By the way, I think the thing that the club are trying to do with a guy with a Geisley or Geisley, whatever you want to call them, I think is a really positive move. And I think it's great to be able to provide lots of other people to have a chance to play. However, considering the amount of money that the club have taken off people for debentures and season tickets, to basically make a decision and have not have even informed them is a little bit daft. And I've added it to the list, if you like, i.e. season tickets, which have been pretty poor in terms of giving out. I've still got my mate next to me, Nick. He's got two season tickets. None of them work. So at the moment, he's basically, <laughs> he can more or less get someone in for free and no one knows. The, the, the copious amount of spelling errors. Now, James is our resident English guru, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure even, even you, Lee, could spell uh, a couple of those words, although some of them are quite lengthy. Um, comical today rather than commercial. I mean, it's just, it's, and it's like, I've, <laughs> I've, had my, I've had my identity. They got my name wrong. And in terms of my login details, when I could buy tickets, a whole different person's all their personal data. I had it, and they must have had mine. So you've got that. Lots of incorrect details on comms. The fact that we still, my mates, go out ten minutes before the end of a half and still oh, can't get a pint. It's ridiculous. And it's like I, I remember when Andrew's talking about it with either Hellas and getting to Christmas. But this is my real bugbear. My real worry is that we've got these very very basic errors. I don't think it's. I, I don't want to blame anyone at the club as such because. It obviously comes across that we're relatively low staff. We're also, in my opinion, we've probably got a lot of guys who are probably overworked if they are low staff. But 
we've got this massive bridging loan of four and a half million that we've got to find before April, May, which yep. means that realistically, we're going to need some sort of investment or some sort of amount of support. And we're asking people in, in the general business world to sponsor the club and they can't spell a word right. And it's just like, we're putting across <laughs> the wrong message to the right people we need. And my concern is these people are making so many, and we're not talking about like, we're talking about really basic errors, let alone with the stuff that we don't know about. I've lost a little bit of faith and hopefully I'll get it back at some point, but I'm worried that four and a half million pounds we've got to find whether the people we've got responsible are in a position to, to find that money. Cause that's a lot of money and not a lot of time. So, so we brought this up many occasions, the ticket in staff with the red shirt. I kind of understood it. That was rushed out. So people didn't look at something and they quickly get out to try and sell shirts uh, most fans ain't going to really read it. They're just going to buy the shirt anyway. We're, what's really annoyed me today was we're trying to sell hospitality or we're trying to sell match match day and match ball sponsorship packages to probably some mega rich companies who are going to go, look, come in and sponsor us. And we can't spell commercial. And that, that annoyed me more than the actual ticketing stuff. The ticketing stuff didn't really annoy me. I put post out like people are wet in the beds about not being able to get their normal seat when... To be fair, what, what's the attendance at guys are going to be? 5,000, 6,000, it's going to be two, 3,000 empty seats. You can sit wherever you want. You can, you know what I mean? Because you don't get your seat. I see where people are coming from that the club just put it out there that they're selling their seats when people Ooh. pay for debentures for 10 years. Uh, and I can see why people are angry. But I think some people are angry because they can't wait to hit the club with a stick, which I'm usually one of them, to be fair. But on this occasion, I can see the good intentions behind it. We're trying to get new your fans. Stick, is your stick broken, Lee? Is it? Well, no. I, I, the thing is, I saw the intention of trying to get school kids in, giving free tickets away, and this is probably the only time we will be able to. Yeah. If yeah. it was the third round and we had Arsenal at home, Manu at home, Liverpool at home, and they went, "Ah, oh, it's a free for We're selling your debentures." Everyone should be an uproar. But when there's going to be even selling the giving away the kids' tickets, there's still going to be a thousand to two thousand empty seats. No, it's ain't going to sell out. People think it's mad that the FA Cup final, uh, the FA Cup final, the FA Cup game ain't going to sell out our first one at Plough Lane. But Plough Lane's been done. We've been there a lot now, and it's close to Christmas. It's guys at home. We expected to win, even if we put out Tuesday's uh, team. I, 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 the uproar just didn't get get it to me. The ticket prices for the guys in game is a bit ridiculous as well. We're asking twenty two quid, I think. Why not bring it down? But again, that has to be agreed with Guysley. They maybe said, no, let's keep it at 20 because they're only going to be 100 fans down. So let's just keep it at 22. There's no point making it £10 for them because they're only going to bring 100 anyway. But well, my, my on, thoughts on James. the Grizzly fans, why didn't we just put the kids behind the other goal and let the you know, section off a little bit for the Grizzly fans? Wouldn't don't that be much? They're not going to bring any fans. They don't have any. The problem is I don't think we can do that with the debentures again is that People have debentures all around the stadium. I think that that away end has to be the away end. I don't think but we can that, move. Do them. they need all of it? Probably not. They, they won't think, need all of it, but I don't know I how the, the segregation goes with it. That's the that's problem. That's the thing. Behind, if you think behind the goal, James, do you know when we walk around it, they've probably got the same that end. How do you divide those fans? Because they're all going to come out on an open concourse. Now, as you know, Wimbledon fans aren't exactly punch happy. We're one of the chirpier crew. But when you come out, but they're not going to be Wimbledon fans. They're going to be kids and their parents from local well, schools. 
I, I don't disagree with you on that. That's it. That's, that's even worse that. sometimes. That's even worse. I'd love to steam through some kids and mouthy children sometimes. You know what I mean? My own. The first game, you've got some hairy bloke from Geisley just shouting at you. Sorry. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, that's not going to come in some cases. The thing is, though, Lee, is that it, it, it is for me, and I, like I said, I'm with you on it. It doesn't make a huge impact on me, but I know for a fact I'm, I'm obviously behind the goal in the South Stand, but I would have been a bit perturbed if I was like, oh, by the way, we've just got, we've given you a ticket for this lot here. You can go and sit anywhere else. I just felt that had they communicate, and again, but it goes back to the original thing. And this is again one of the concerns is we're a fan owned club, and we've got at the moment people who are not thinking about the fans first. We've got people who are just going, right, this is an opportunity, and are just basically saying, you're what you have isn't particularly important. We don't really care about that. We're doing this. Just consult. Danny, Danny, sorry, Danny James. The one I've got with it is at the moment is our comms. We've brought up comms so bad. It's so bad. And I know you said we're Fred Brer. We, we ain't got many people maybe working for the club and stuff. But who is sending out the messages? Who's saying, yep, I've agreed that, send it out to the fans? Like the statement after, I found it quite insulting saying, we'll do it this way or, or like, do you know what I mean? We, we don't care kind of thing. It's like, we don't give a shit. We're going to give away the tickets anyway. Do you know what I mean? If you want your debenture, do it, but please don't do it because it means we can do more for the community instead of caring about our fans. I don't know what you you two feel about that, about our comms and how things are written. I'm a bit stupid. Like I, I, I was like commercial. I'm, I was like looking at it thinking, is that right? I think it's wrong, but I couldn't tell at first, but I, you know what I mean? I don't work for a club. I don't have to write a lot in English. I drive car for a living. But what do you feel on the comms and how they talk to the fans, like the apology after? I just found it insulting. So, yeah, so I've, I've, I've screenshotted the, the message that came out yesterday. So it's, we'd like the opportunity to fill our stadium. It's not going to be sold out. To do this, we have reserved blocks specifically for schools and local clubs. It's a wonderful way, blah, blah. But people don't see that bit. They see, by the way, you can't sit where you normally want to sit. And that's all you're going to read because you can go, well, hold on, I bought that ticket. What, what they should have done is sort of thought about that when they did the season tickets in the first place and thought, okay, well, let's leave some spaces where there's going to be gaps. They didn't do that. All the gaps are between groups of friends. So, you know, my mates have got three and then there's a one space and then there's another group of three people. That's where all the spaces are. But yeah, on the, the comms, you know, they, they are trying to be nice. They do try and say things, but you can't go, we'd like to do this and we've done it. And then have to <laughs> apologise the next Here day. Here it is. <laughs> when we're live. It's it's true. So your point. It's like me saying to my missus, like I, I'm gonna go drink ten pints. Like, and she goes, no, you're not. And I go, well, I've already drunk ten pints now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I've rung her. I'm, I've drunk ten pints. Oh, sorry, I've done that. It's like, well, it's too late now. You've done it. Now you're just ringing me to wind me up. It's, I'd like to go out. I've all, the taxi's on its way. Oh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> and also, I think what I don't know is where we've sold so many debentures, which is great, but we've sold them all over the. We've not mm. said these two sections you can't buy debentures in because of things like this might. Have, We've so I, I can't think of anything worse now than going Geisley and being surrounded by 20 children standing there like with their clappers. I can't think of anything worse because one again I have foul and abusive language at football. I say stupid things at football, not go above and like we've said, we don't cross lines. But there's a kid there who's eight and he sees some big fat ball guy swearing, he might think, oh, I don't want to come to football again. Like, but that's oh, not my mind. fault. Do you know what I mean? Sit him in the house, <laughs> yeah, he might love it, he might get involved, but. <laughs> I've seen things online. This is a question I've got for you two again, is should Joe Palmer go? Uh, I mean, when we've got no no one else, he, he he does, he represents like a step up in that he was doing this job before. He's not a volunteer, he's not a thing, but he's also an easy target that we don't like him. So one of the first posts I saw yesterday was about this was, don't let the door hit you on the way out, Palmer. And I did think originally there was about Ollie, 
which I wonder what he'd done. Um, oh, yeah. Don't get me, <laughs> don't get me started on him. <laughs> but, but like, you, you think, okay, well, if you're a central man who's run big clubs, don't make these silly mistakes then. You know, make sure we're not making silly mistakes, like spelling mistakes, like doing something and then apologising. But, you know, making a mistake and then making an instant U-turn does seem to be the way to run things at the moment. But James, you're bang right. Because I'm not being funny, this guy is around Shakhtar Donetsk. I don't know many other football clubs who are making this many basic cock-ups so early in a, in, a, in a stadium and in a tenure. He's done great in terms of the fact that we've got there. I don't know enough about him, as I said before, or about the way that we work. But the, the challenge is, is that we are coming up to a very cr- critical part of our, of our past, our present and our future. And the fact that we're going to need another push. We're going to need to find some money somewhere. We're going to potentially lose a player almost certainly in January. If we've got to find four and a half million, it's going to be very tricky to get that amount of money without, and I don't know much. My mate was explaining to me the other day and I, he, he might as well be speaking French, but that we are coming to a point where we're going to have to put a lot of trust in the people who run our club to make big decisions. And at the moment, these guys or these communities or whoever they are, are not making great decisions frequently. And for a fan-owned club, unfortunately, we've got, all the ambitions at the moment of a League One, possibly championship, plough lane, blah, 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 blah. But part of our club is still in the non-league. And it is that balance yeah. between if we want to be professional, we've got to professionalise the whole lot. And if we don't want to go and kick on, we need to re- recognise we're a fan-owned club and we have to manage our expectations accordingly. But at the moment, we are a club that's pushing for high-end League One championship, but our infrastructure and our abilities off the pitch are nowhere near it. So you two might have a better understanding than I do. Like with the Don's trust and stuff like who's like who's accountable? Do we go to the Don's trust and they go to Joe Palmer? Or does Joe Palmer just ignore what the Don's trust say to him and he just does what he wants anyway? I, I, I don't know how the kind of tree works. Do you know what I mean? When you go into a business the top has got to be the Don's trust because the Don's trust but Joe Palmer's above that though isn't he? Well I don't think he is. I think the Don's trust is the people who basically are the people who run this club. So you're saying the Don's Trust are accountable? Well, I think the Don's Trust are, are part of, of the big jigsaw. I don't want to sound too much like David Brent. I'm trying to worm away. No, but this is the thing. I've worked for some big company. I've worked for Canon, the, the photo company. I've worked for Goldman Sachs. And when you go into these companies, you see the tree. So you see the CEO. Do you know what I mean? You see them below them, the directors. You see them, boom, boom, boom. And you get that whole big tree. I don't know how it works. We've got well, who owns the club? PLC. We've who got the PLC. The We've got the Don's we Trust. The Don's Trust owns the club. We don't own. We don't own trust as fans, really. Well, we're not. We're not, re- we're not really. A, we're not really a fans club. We're not really a fans club. Well, her, because, who owns the club then? I, at the moment, it seems like Joe Palmer owns the club. Joe Palmer does not own the club. He's paid this, as yeah, an employee. But the, uh, he, he is, but decisions get made. I know we can't vote on everything. But Jesus Christ, this was just went boom. Your your debenture that you paid six hundred quid for for ten years, you ain't having that seat for FA Cup. And then they they forget that Wimbledon fans are very smart and will look into everything, which they did. Right again, I don't. I think it's a bit mounting out a molehill regarding it, but I can see why people were pissed. But they looked into the terms and conditions, and then there was terms and conditions seven point two got brought up. I don't know the ends of that, but you think someone like Joe would know all these details, and he just done, and then he. Balls the pants out of me listening to his five and five and stuff like that. And it's like, who's accountable? Who do we go to to say, look, be better? So I think it's like, it's more like a school than a company, isn't it? Because we've got like in a school, the head teacher runs the school. But if you want to sack the head teacher, you go to the board of governors. Yeah. And so the Don's Trust are more like the board of governors. We don't have a, 
a big boss. There's no big shadowy boss. Most clubs will have a chief executive and have like an owner, you know, like a you know a Ron a Ron Nodes or a Sam Mam type figure who just can wield power whenever he wants. We don't have anyone like that. Um, and I think if he if Joe Barber was trying to do stuff like that, we would would see him off. But at the moment, he's giving away seats. So you know, I don't, I don't know if we should hound him out just yet. He shouldn't be making mistakes. Everything's all quiet though. It's like we've got uh, what's his name, David. Uh, what's his name? The secretary has just stepped down. We've got a brand new secretary, which we know the name of, but we don't know anything about him. I don't know anything about. Him. I don't know if you two do. The secretary yeah. has just come in. Again, we we wanted to speak to the uh, the guy who's coming as analyst, Will Daniels. Apparently, it was going to be a big piece in the program or in the club. That's never happened. And now we haven't got to speak to him. So the, the fans know nothing about him, just his name. That got then brushed under the carpet with regards to him coming in. There's a new COO who was sending emails out regarding the ticketing information about the direct debits. We haven't even touched on the direct debits yet that haven't uh, been fact, coming out. Have you, None of them. For have you seen the direct of, debits? A number of fans. Who yeah, just not taking their money. Yeah, 500, yeah. 500 uh, fans, Dan. Not just a couple. It's 500 people that might then turn around and go, I haven't got that money now and we're losing money. And there's a COO. I don't know. Again, I've heard his name, but I don't know who he is or what he does. It just seems a lot of people love the power. They love bowling around the club. Oh, hello, Ollie Palmer. Hello, Woodyard. I love the boots you're wearing. Can I get a signed shirt? Yeah. But I don't want to take responsibility of doing a job for the club. We are a League One football club. We're not non-league football club anymore. Like yeah. drinking in the bar with them and all that is great. But do a job that you're paid to do. Um, someone I know, and I won't mention names because it's quite a serious thing, but he went for the job when we were advertising for like a financial officer. Yeah. And uh, they couldn't get anywhere near his wages. He was willing to take quite a substantial pay cut to go and work at Wimbledon. And they could not match anywhere near that. So it might be the fact that we just can't get the best people to do to do the jobs we need them to do, which is worrying. And everything comes back to money again, which we don't have. And so in a, in a sentence, bearing in mind that we've got a lot, a very critical year, are you confident that what we have at the moment is the right, group to get us where we need to be by the end or the start of next season Lee? No no and I'm getting quite annoyed with the Don's Trust at the moment, I think the Don's Trust is uh, too pally with regards to the people who are on it Xavier's uh, done some great work with D-Lag and stuff like that but is that taking the mind off the Don's Trust work now? Uh, is Niall Cooper, we're hoping to get him on regarding uh, him and Colin because one's fan ownership, one's not but he works for Fair Game, is that taking his mind off the Don's Trust? We need people to be fully committed to Wimbledon and raising issues straight to the top to get things sorted. I know you said in one word, Danny, and that's not in one word. But no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not very comfortable at the moment, and I'm sick of it. To be fair, I just want to be a fan. I want to go buy my merchandise, go on a stadium tour, and watch Wimbledon win or lose games. Yeah, we don't want it's to be smaller than that. We don't want to be thinking about the money. I, 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 I hope for it like I do with the team. Just hope we can at least stay up on the last day on something better than goal difference. If we can get the money, however, even if we have to rob a bank or something, let's take it. I like the robbing the bank one. Go on in, Dan. <laughs> Sorted. Bosh. What your answer? You my, oh, do you want my you, answer? Sorry, you're going to sit on that fence again? <laughs> it's got a lovely fence outside. Um I have concerns, but unfortunately, to be blunt, I don't know enough about how the club is run to know anything about it. But I am concerned, and I don't quite know, unless it's well above my station, how we're going to make £4.5 million um, of fresh money by May with us spelling stupid stuff wrong, with us communicating poorly, and with us not 
selling part of our club off to pay for it, which I think is another reason why fans could get a bit conspiracy theory and the fact that bad bad comms, all of a sudden Joe Palmer might push this agenda, which might mean more of the club is sold and you get that argument, which it opens up, it creates a void that people like me can jump into. So concerned, not worried yet, but concerned. Can I, can I just say, also, we've got a big month coming up with this, the Don's Trust elections. So we are going to have people going for the Don's Trust. Can I, can, can I just say to people, like, make sure you read the manifestos. Don't just look at the name and think, well, I know him. I know he's a woman fan for 20 years. That's good. Look at what they've done with like, their CV kind of thing. Look at their manifestos and what they want. Like, as I said, we had Freddie Flaxman last time. We wanted to come on to the Don's Trust. Uh, it was an unknown quantity. I know we've had that before and we've been burnt before, but he want, he has a great background and it's people like that we need to get on the like as I said I, Xavier I thought he's he's brilliant for the Don's Trust but maybe we don't know the ins and outs of it I just see sometimes that our Don's Trust board are on Facebook saying silly comments and fighting with fans regards because they don't agree with it and I get their fans at the end of the day so they, they're going to come from a fan's point but they've got to remember that they are actual Don's Trust board members as well do you yeah. know what I mean I've seen silly comments about MK before from Don's Trust board members just leave that now yeah, worry about AFC Wimbledon, worry about finding the money to finance the stadium, worry about putting a good team onto the pitch so that we can be competitive. And I think most people will be happy. I don't really want to see people on Facebook having to go others because they said that something in the shop wasn't right or saying Just leave that, be better. That's all I, that's all I want from our, our club at the moment. And it, it worries, as I said, we haven't touched on the direct debits. That's an absolute piss take that people are looking and going, wait a minute, I thought it was an automatic system. Now I owe 200 quid to the club that I thought come out. And some people were saying, do you not know your own finances? Mm. Some people don't. I, my missus runs all our finances, which ain't probably the smartest thing, but I'd have my money gone down the club shop in the bar before we know it. And the rent wouldn't be paid because I've just spent it in the Phoenix. Yeah. I mean, no one goes through their direct debits every month. Sure. You'd have to be mad. Some people apparently do. That's what you should be doing, James. Well, that's all people just saying, oh, you know that you're an idiot for not doing that. Well, no, rubbish. You know, you don't, no one looks at their bank account and goes, oh, they haven't taken this out this month. Oh, my car insurance did, was a pound cheaper. No, don't take all rubbish. That's the club's mistake. If you want to take money from people's bank accounts, you need to do that. Especially when, as you say, we've got a big load of money we need in a few months' time. Let's make sure we're collecting our money in, shall we? Rather than having to go around with a pint glass and ask people for a couple of quid. And also, yeah. let's make sure that we get we sell the seats that we should be selling and let's make sure that we have a system in place where people, the, the, the fact that we haven't got even got a system now where you go, I'm not coming to the game and it automatically uploads it. You could quite easily months in advance go, not going to that game, not going to that game, not going to that game. Also incentivize it. Not be funny. I've bought a ticket. Yes, you can give it back, but some people are, you know, it might be Christmas. They might be missing two or three games. What's wrong with going, do you know what? Give us your ticket and we'll give you a pint. Or you're going to have... Oh, free pint. I mean, that's free not difficult. It's easy. That, that's a great idea. You're basically Simple. just... You're, you're making it good for the fans to help. Yes, some fans who don't want it, you might go, do you know what? I want one pound. I want five pound. Or I want a money off an FA Cup ticket or whatever it might be. I just think that sometimes as a... Cl- and again, this goes back to that balance between non-league days, it's communities, it's buckets, it's putting money in. Yes, yes, yes. We're now in a football league and it's like, we, we, yes, these things are helpful. It makes the club what it is. But at the same time, it is massively holding us back and we're making lots of mistakes. And it would be helpful if we want to match the ambitions of us moving up and moving as a better 
more sustainable, by the way, sustainable club. We need to maximise every pound that we can get, not relying on some bloke just coming in or some woman going, here's a million pound, get on with it. If you want to be sustainable, yeah. you've got to make every pound count. It's, to me, it's, it's, it's about egos and people need to drop their egos. Some fans have brilliant ideas. Dan, that was a great idea. But to me, it seems that some fans just don't get voices heard. They don't get listened to. I said, I went on the tour on Saturday and was beaten to Pat and lucky enough for me that, uh, what's his name? Oh, Eric Samuelson was on the tour with us. Do you know what I mean? A great guy. And he was saying about the stands and he was saying about the box. There's one box that you can't see one of the goals. So yeah, it's, it's not you. Bad. It's not you. <laughs> you can't see the. It will be once we build a bigger stadium that box will then be allowed to be used but there's one box that you can't use so i said why not open it up to people kids with autism or adhd or something like that where they can have a safe space they can see part of the game if they want to and have it as a like open it up to people with disabilities and stuff so they can come and watch game for nothing it can't be used anyway we mentioned that before we've mentioned about the uh junior dons having a junior dons day where you ask all the junior dons to send in drawings of the players and that's how they're put in the program on that day how they get put on say there's a goal on the twitter that's how their goal comes up on the thing you have uh, a kid 13 year old boy who's part of don's uh, junior don's doing the commentary with mikey t and them and you have it just fully you ask a, a 14 year old or a 12 year old girl she asked the questions to robo after get it all involved but they don't listen to the fans they've just got their own egos and people just don't want to give up their own power but boys do we got any last well, points one of the fans said we should give away a load of people's season tickets and debenture seats to <laughs> kids <laughs> <laughs> that's one yeah. brilliant idea on Saturday and they've gobbled that up that's, that's going to you know what you know what you know what smash it through what about the Wimbledon fans who have spent 600, 800 quid on season tickets they could bring their kids but, but what about St. Michael's school down the road? They've got 300 kids who come. Yeah, but they're all Chelsea fans. Yeah, but don't worry. Once we get them through the door, they'll come back every week. I just hope, though, we get to a point soon where hopefully it won't be very long that we won't be moaning about this sort of stuff. And it, it isn't, I don't hate, I'm not this bloke at all, but the numbers are adding up regularly of issues and problems and concerns. And it's not this and now, this is now not stadium problems. These are now club problems. And that's <clears> that's my. Concerns. I don't even remember this when we were in non-league. We wouldn't make these many cock-ups. And now we're making loads. Uh, uh, yeah, it's concerning. There we are. And my thing is, who's accountable? That's my last word. Who's accountable? Stand up. Be counted. If you're making mistakes, let's stop them. Uh, and let's, yeah, let's get it right because it is ridiculous now. So, James, yeah. last point on the matter before we move on. No, I think I think you're absolutely right. I think that's someone should be... And it is his job. It's the main man's job. But if he needs to bring out a sacrificial lamb and say, actually, it was this clown working in the office, you can't spell commercial, <laughs> let's have him hung, drawn and quartered on the pitch. Right. Well said. Well done. Comical. They call it a Saturday sacrifice. There we are. <laughs> yeah. right. When we come back, we're going to be discussing the Ryman Premier League final, that game against Staines. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans. For the fans. Well, we're back for the last part of the tonight's episode, and we're going to be discussing the playoff final in the Roman Premier League against Staines. Uh, it was the 3rd of May 2008. Wimbledon won 2-1, but it was a tough game. We were 1-0 down for large parts of it. I think it's the biggest game that we've ever played, bigger than the playoff final at Manchester. Bigger than the playoff final against Plymouth. 
I think if we had lost that game, I think we could have maybe not even been in the position we are now. I think we just stagnated in the non-league for a little while. Uh, I don't know what you boys think, but I was trying no, to... I need to know anymore. why, though. I need to know why, because I don't agree with that. So you tell me why. Because the, at that time, we would have lost to Fisher, Bromley, and then losing to Staines. I think it was Bromley. Was it Bromley we lost to? I know we lost to Fisher. That would have been three playoff finals in a row that we'd have lost. I think it's three. Could be one, could be two. I just think getting out of that run... And I think they sorted the leagues out, didn't they, as well then? And it made it quite tougher to get out of it. And we had one league in Conference South, went straight to the conference. We might not have done that, Dan. So we might have lost a lot of players going up to Conference South and Conference that would have left us yeah, in the wrong surely, surely we we might have gained a whole load as well. Might, we might not have got Danny Kedwell in because yeah, we were we in might the wrong from someone else in, wouldn't we? Potentially. Well, but we don't know that. Uh, of course. I'm just saying, but I still I'm think not, I'm not arguing with you regarding the how big a game it was. I just I don't I never thought, and I can't speak for you guys, I never thought when AFC Wimbledon started we'd get back in the league. I was never ever thought no. I thought we would we would like you said Lee would have a little bit of a bang, 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 bang. And I thought we'd get to the conference and we'd be and I was quite happy in the conference. It was just, it was competitive. Good teams. I just felt that as we went up, we wouldn't be high enough. And then winning in the in the final in the playoff, I just felt that had we not have won that, I, whether we would have got into the league, I don't know. Because I think we spoke the other week, Lee, that it, it looks like it's getting harder and harder to get back in. And even today, they're talking about the football league merging with the non with the with the national league just to make it threes and threes to make the transition not so strong. But um. I don't necessarily think it was as big a game, but um, definitely one of the most important in the history, for sure. Jay? I don't know if you can hear me. You've massively cut off. Yeah, we can. um, I would say, you know, the playoff final at Manchester, I was there and it was an amazing, that was an amazing day, right? But it was a boring game. (laughs) It was an awful game. And it went to penalties, and the penalties are good. But the fact that I think the Staines game was a was a brilliant game with the you know the big comeback and all that. I think that's also going to help it be like a, a big thing in terms of memories, isn't it? Because nobody remembers a, a nil nil that goes to penalties, but you remember the fact that it was a stunning comeback to get out of the league to get into the thing, and that's why it's a real turning point for me as well. Like Mark Bolo, you right, I make you right there, James. But for me, it was a good thing for Mark Bolo went on loan, didn't couldn't get into the squad. Then come back and then scores like the free kick that wins us the playoff final. To Did get he in come back himself. just for that game, didn't he, or something daft like that? I, I think it was. I think he might have been on the bench the game before or something. But he come back and he, he played in that game. But I was looking through the squad earlier, the team. So we had James Pullen in goal. Okay. Luke Garrard played for us. Mickey Haswell was our left back. Uh, Chris Hussey was on the bench, couldn't even get on. Really? Now had, yeah, didn't didn't come on. Andy Little was on on the bench for us in goal. We had Marcus Gow, Jason Goodlife. Good life. Yep. <laughs> Steve Ferguson played. Rob I love Quinn. Steve Ferguson. Louis Cumbers. What a player he was as well, by the way. He was good. Where John Mayne. Was he QPR or something like that? On loan? Yeah, he was on loan from QPR. Uh, John Mayne and Andy Anthony Finn started. Uh, they had they had uh, Richard Butler, Mark Nowotchki, and who's the other one they had from us? Dave Sargent. Really? And it was just, and we talk about ticketing issues. Trying to get a ticket for that game was an absolute joke as well, because Staines obviously had a few fans and they had a few. But yeah, it was a nightmare to get tickets. But 
I just what a get Nick McDonald was one of my favourite AFC Wimbledon players. No, can't remember him. I won't lie, I didn't. I was on a stag do, so I don't remember. I didn't go to the to the final, which was annoying. I just remember constantly getting updates because I think it was before, um, it was before the soccer AM stuff. Um, so I was like, I'm not can't quite get hold of anything. Um, but yeah, it was massive, massive game, massive result, and um, yeah, a really. A really welcome get out of that league, and it's amazing, isn't it? Like we talk about momentum, you got one league, and all of a sudden, yeah, another one, and then another one. It's sort of um, it's awesome. But for me, like Nick McDonald was our Ollie Palmer. He was our Danny Kedwell. He was a big lump. He come on, he bullied them. Maybe there should have been a free kick on their keeper, and it wasn't given, and we scored the goal to go on. And I said, I think you're right with momentum. It just makes it a uh, yeah, it was just going up to the conference south and then going up again. Which so what was your what was your day like then? Come on, talk us through it because I obviously weren't there. What was your day like? What what did you do? How did you go about it? Did you organise like a mini bus at seven in the morning and got there at half eight? No, I don't, I don't remember before the game. I remember okay. just I had my my ex wife was with me then, uh, and she was she was there, and I just remember just leaving her and just jumping over the thing onto the pitch, to celebrate, going mental. I don't think I went out in the evening. I think I was just drained. I was just mentally drained, knackered. So I think I just went home after and had a curry. Uh, but I just remember the game just queuing up to get in. Everyone couldn't get tickets for it. We end up getting tickets. Like I think it was like black market tickets you had to get as well. So it was just a bit of a nightmare. But uh, yeah, why, why was you not our biggest game ever then, Danny? I was on a, I was on a stag do, mate, I think. I, went, I don't know if it was a stag do or whether I was at uni. I can't remember. No, I think it was the stag dude. Um, so I, I just remember, like, literally being like, and I think that was, I think it was after the Ryman Prem that I started getting properly into it. Like, you were into it, but it wasn't like the 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 big like rah. Whereas like now, I'm properly into sport and I'm, I'm you know doing this and all sorts of stuff. Um, oh, fair weather, fair weather fan. I was a Carlton fan, they used to call me. Carlton Fairweather. If, if, if people are wondering why it's just me and Danny talking about it and James ain't jumped in, is James, we're losing James at the moment, unfortunately. He's uh, having some uh, technical issues. He's got uh, so, so much great insight that he's run out. <laughs> yeah, we haven't just got rid of him. We haven't just binned him off. He's just, but so you was, because I was going to say, I, I think you mentioned you was on a stag do. It's funny because I was, for the Manchester game, I was on a stag do in Spain, but I ended up getting a flight back just to watch the player final. That's what a dedicated fan I was. And you think, I don't know where your your stag was, but I'm guessing you could have come back. But definitely, we were in we were in the UK. There's no there's yeah, no. Yeah, see, so um, we, we had dis no disappointing from you. I know, mate. Well, I, I was just I was a different man back then, Lee. I was all education and you know trying to spell really complicated words <laughs> and all that kind of jazz, like commercial. Trying to you know commercial that kind of stuff. Um, let's see. James, are you there? I'm back. <laughs> He's back. Oh, this He's is sexier than ever. The, the, you, where'd you live, James? Peterborough. Yeah, they probably they haven't got a Wi-Fi up there yet. Are they still using dial-up? That's the problem, yeah. Yeah. We were talking about obviously going to the um Ryman Premier League um playoff game. Obviously, you went. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you want to stag do as well, were you? No, no, I live 250 miles away, mate. Could go. <laughs> no excuses. Did, did you buy into it, James, the same that you think it was it? 
is it as massive a game as what Lee's saying, or do you feel that we would have kind of gone up the leagues again after? Um, I I didn't hear all your question there. I'm sorry, but uh, I'd say it's a, a very big game. Let's go for it. Let's do it to what sliding doors moments. If we don't do it, you've you said oh, it might have had this, might have that. Let's go for the fact that it did happen, and we did then go up through the conference and up into the league. So let's say it was the biggest game ever. Wow, for, for me, it's bigger than the the playoff final against Plymouth and the Plymouth final against Luton. I, I just think if we if we were and we were awful in that game as well, we we could have lost that game two or three nil. I remember Butler having a couple of chances against us. He what a player Butler was as well. He always looked knackered for like first minute in a game. He looked tired, but he was always going to cause us problems. Marcus Gow and good life at the back. Good life, good life, good life. Jason, <laughs> good life. Uh, what a player he was as well. But yeah, I think if we had lost that Roman Prem final, yeah, I think we'd have struggled. But it's it's a weird because um, Stains have really struggled since then. I, I don't know if you two know much Marcus about Gow them. Marcus Gow managed them. He did after leaving. Yeah. He done our reserves. Then I think he went to Stains. Uh, and now he's a Brentford ambassador. Yeah, I saw him on the telly the other day. Yeah, he just wanted to get into Brentford for nothing, didn't he? <laughs> it's true. It's like, remember that time we played Ebbsfleet in the FA Cup with John Fashion who come down? I remember the West Ham game and Vinnie Jones just miraculously turned up and started being a pundit. I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> he didn't play West Ham, but yeah, I know, I love it. They all come out of woodwork, don't they, at one point. But yeah, for me... It, it was our, our biggest game. And uh, as I said, you look through that squad then, there's some real players in there that you think, well, maybe they could have made it a little higher. I do wonder why some non-league players do. St- I know they probably make as good money playing non-league because they get paid 500 quid a week and they work as well. Why they don't step up? Like I said, going through that squad, I know Marcus Gow did, uh, but John Main, how did he never make it until we got in the league with us? It's a goal scoring machine at Tunbridge. Did he play? He played main play conference for us, didn't he? Yeah, and then when we, he, he, I don't think he got any higher than the conference. No. Southport, we struggled in that first game. But you're looking at the only one in that squad, and he didn't even play, was Chris Hussey, who's had a really good football league career. Maybe that, maybe that's just the thing, mate. Maybe like it's, it's sort of these, these, and again, it's very similar to like Kevin Cooper when he first came to us. It was, you know, it was on trial at Sutton, scored some goals, and it's just people go, do you know what? That they're going to just drift and play their game and they get the opportunity to play for Wimbledon for a couple of years and go, right, that, do you know what? That was fantastic. I move on to, you know, painting, decorating or lawyer or whatever else they're doing. There's an, another one in that squad was Luke Garrard, who's, who's having a really good managerial career now, which I never saw at the time because he was always a little bit flash, always a little bit like, do you know what I mean? His air had to be perfect and stuff like that. He was a bit of a playboy or... He had the Playboy look. I don't want his missus to hear this and think he was a Playboy at Wimbledon and he wasn't. But, do you know what I mean? I've just got him in dead trouble. Never goes on a bit in the back bar, stays in the back bar. Yeah. Rolling around Poon on R, thinking he's the man. But, do you know what I mean? I, I never see him in Poon on But, uh, yeah, he's, he's doing a really good managerial career at uh, Bourne Wood. Nearly got him into the uh, league a couple of years Are there ago. any other ex-Dons uh, in management? I know Goodliffe was here. Is he at, was he at Sutton? I think he's still like, at as Sutton. A, as a backup, you've got Goodliffe, um, Garrard. Anyone else? I can't think of many others who might have played for Wimbledon who have gone on and done okay management-wise. No. Nope, Obviously, hardly. Uh, the one we're, we're going to be speaking to him, hopefully soon, Ross Standen. Is it Standen? Ross Standen. He's a, a Whitehawk manager who's non-league. Whitehawk. Okay. I don't know if there's any others that went on to do... I know, I know Glyn Schimmel became a goalkeeping coach somewhere. Is it Bromley, Bromley and Millwall, I think. Yeah. 
can't think of many others. There we are. But yeah. Well, if we want, we've still got a little bit of time left, so we could discuss Cambridge on Saturday if you want, boys. James, go first. We've got you here. Go. Go, Cambridge. Go, go, go. Before we lose them again. So we're at whether our team selection is going to be heavily influenced by who has to play, given the bloody Papa John's trophy. Uh, if that's the case, then we, could, we know that Shock is going to play. <laughs> we know that uh, you know, Lawrence is going to play. Mabude is going to have to play. But if that's not the case, then I don't think he's going to do very different to the team that played against Wigan. I think that is pretty much the strongest team we've got. I think, as I said at the start, if he's going to go with this idea of finishes, you know, substitutes and in, in the old in old money. Um, he's got we've got to have more to bring on. He's got to leave off McCormick or Rudy or someone to bring on and change the game because bringing on Chislett doesn't doesn't inspire me you know he, he tries hard he's all right but he's not going to change the game we need we need to have someone who can who can come on um so yeah that's all you've got to say I, I think we have to be looking at three points on saturday cambridge lost 4-1 to shrewsbury the other day they've lost to Gillingham. Uh, did they draw they, did they draw yesterday to doncaster i don't know how they got yesterday. i know they they haven't they haven't had it their own way and they haven't been great. So I'd be looking for three points. My only worry again, I keep saying it all the time. I get so much stick for it, is where where are the goals going to come from? Because Asal and McCormick need to score a couple now. Uh because Presley he ain't a goal scoring machine. But I, I fancy us though. I said we'll win either three one or we'll draw one all. Wow. So, well we won four one last time I went there and uh even Aziz scored an absolute cracker as if we won 4 1 and he scored the fourth. It was lovely. So, if Mabude's the new Aziz, and so he's better than Aziz, let's put money on him. Mabude to come on and score. Right. The last time I went to Cambridge, we drew 0 0 and Akin Fenwer missed a penalty. I think it was Cambridge. But um, I think if we keep Houlihan quiet, because I think he's a wonderful little player, if we can keep him quiet, I think we'd be fine. I think James is bang right. I don't think he'll play the, the exact best starting 11 we've got. I think he'll leave a couple of, um, maybe maybe even a Sal, maybe just give a Sal a bit of a breather and give him half an hour at the end to run riot. But I think he's definitely going to keep his card up his sleeve. But these are the games that I feel like we are better prepared than normally. We always used to be rubbish against the people at the bottom and okay at the top and we kind of <laughs> fumble away along. I think we're going to do well on Saturday. If we got, if we if we play to our potential, I think we're going to win two, two or three, one. Um, and I think it's going to be a Presley header. And you've heard it here first. I love the way that you pretend you know who Houlihan is, just so you could say his name. Where's Houlihan? He's brilliant. He's one Did of they the... got, oh, where's Houlihan? Yeah, you good. know, the guy who used to be at uh, Norwich. And I just said that. He was yeah. an Irish player and everyone used to love him. And then he basically was going to retire. If he's and then he dropped just... that low, he can't be that good. Isn't, it, so... isn't Norwich near Cambridge? Am I going completely mad? It is, yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's, not not it's on the way. Yeah. It's not Norwich far. is bloody... Mark if he lives right. in between, no, it's near Norwich, is it? Apart from Ipswich, no way. Yeah, but yeah. I want to say James's point is that uh, Aziz is better than M- Moody. Oh, you reckon? Oh, 100%. I'd rather have, you have Aziz, Aziz over Mabude all day long. No. And he's scoring goal for uh, Dartford in the conference. Mabude so. scored that goal against uh, in the first day of the season, first game at Player Lane. He scored that lovely goal. I never saw Aziz do anything. The best thing he did was the goal away at Cambridge, which was a much worse version of that goal. But he does more in a game than Mbouli does. This is what I mean. The players this year, they score one good goal and that's it. They're, they're like Wimbledon legends for life. But Lee, we've only Aziz... seen Mbouli for 10 games, haven't we? Yeah, and I've been impressed once. Okay, well... I've I love got, Aziz. I've got a very quick question. Aziz was on is fire. Don's player. Ever. Is Mbouli quicker than Aziz? Yes. Andy Clark, mate. You said Andy Clark earlier. Andy Sonic Clark, Clark. Sonic the Hedgehog. He was a proper sprinter. Why are you Goodman. saying, yeah. 
he was quick. Andy Clark's a quick. Any other super quick dons out Andy there? Clark. Uh, Andy Clark. John Mayne was pretty quick. Yeah. Gareth Angel was lightning, mate. They could Gareth just hack him down and stop him. Yes. The one, uh, I can't believe you didn't bring up the one, Dan. Who? John Hartson? Steve Ferguson. <laughs> Steve Ferguson. was. He was all pace. One point, he'd just run. He didn't even have the ball. He'd just be okay, running. So we've got the quickest, we think, could be Andy, Andy <laughs> Clark or John Goodman or Mabude. Is Andy there anyone Clark. slower who's played for Wimbledon than Warren Cummings? Or... <laughs> I remember Warren Cummings. He's another one who blocked me off Twitter. He had a right guy at me on Twitter. Oh, he used to take the piss out of me. Because there was a joke on Twitter once. He said, that, uh, what time have we got to go down for dinner? Uh, and I said, well, you want to set off now because it takes you so long to get downstairs. Oh, that's horrendous. <laughs> he used to give me a lot of stick for being fat on Twitter. So Warren Cummings is the slowest, we think. If And we reckon that the quickest is going to be... I who's mean, the slowest in who? our current squad? Who's, our, who's the slowest in our current squad? Yeah. I think... It w- I would have said Hartigan a year ago, but I don't think it is anymore. I Darius. think it might be Woodyard. Darius. Oh, yeah, Darius, yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's a good shout. Mm. And who's the slowest on this podcast, do you think? I've beat you all in a race. Oh, she would, mate, yeah. Yeah, to the, to the bar. We didn't even mention the bar. What a joke that is at the moment, anyway. <laughs> so, are you going leaving. Saturday, Lee? I wanted to, but I can't. I just James, had my brakes done in my car. James, are you Saturday going to the game? Right, so I'm supposed to be going. My dad is now not going. Sorry, you've just come back like you've been gone for the last there we are. Uh, <laughs> you've, you've not missed anything. <laughs> I'm supposed to be going on Saturday, yes. But we'll, we'll see how it pans out. My dad was going, now he's not going. Uh, we'll see. But... It's not far from me, so I do want to go. And I said we won last time. We've got a mini jolly boys down? out in. We've got mini right. mini jolly boys out in. So it's like five or six of us going to get the train down to uh, to um, Peterborough from the Democratic Republic of Croydon. So we'll be going on mass, not tooled up, obviously. Just going to have a couple of just have some tins, probably, and maybe some sort of prawn sandwiches. Cool. To be fair, Cambridge is a lovely, lovely city. Yeah. I know a few of my boys are going up there. They've got some pubs lined up with them, good watering holes. I wanted to go, but. I just had brakes done on my car that's cost me money. So the missus said, I have to work now. And you've got the kids, yeah. And she's the boss. <laughs> here, here. All right. Are we still record- is, this, is this going out on my This is going out. Right. That's it from us tonight. Thank you very much for joining me, James. And Danny, I'll see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at the Wombles Had a Dream. Get involved. By the fans, for the fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.